This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! I'm your pre-owned. I don't fool with no horses, boy. He's a habitual line stepper. Any savage at all, your mustache is crooked. Come on, man. What the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Oh my good, goodness gracious! Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. I demand the hour, the man of the power, too sweet to be sour. Plausibly live, but recorded in parts. From the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York, it's the one, the only, Keep It To Yourself podcast. And now, here's your host, Jason Bullock. I have no idea who he is. But he was dug and dug. All right, that's enough, Morgan. And you're quite welcome. This is episode number 135 of the Old Kitty Pod. Coming to you on Thursday, the 9th of September, 2021. As I record this, we are mere hours away from the start of the 2021 National Football League season. And we'll be talking a little bit of sports towards the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. This is going to be one of those mishmash episodes. There's no real topic. I just wanted to get some content out to you. And I'm under pressure to get stuff weekly because it's football season coming up. College football started this past weekend. And... Like that, the pros get going tonight, and they'll be at it full force this coming Sunday. We'll get into all that later on in the episode. But first, let's get to the social media plugs. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. So if you're on that platform, you'll be able to get episodes once I get them out. So there you go right there. I should probably think about getting a Keep It To Yourself podcast Instagram that would be dope, wouldn't it? Probably think about doing something like that. Well, you say you think you're dope, but you never do. Well, who knows? We'll get something like that done right now. Actually, wait till I'm done recording. All right, on with the show. As always, we begin this episode with the vanity portion. I catch you up on my week. And you're probably wondering, how did one J. Michael Bullet see out a memorable summer of 2021, which almost became Coronavirus Summer 2.0? You're almost threatened halfway home. But anyway, I celebrated Labor Day weekend. It was pretty quiet. Didn't do very much. I took half a day off on Friday, which means I left Friday afternoon. I said, well, it's not every time I take a half day. Usually, I come in after my dentist appointment and whatnot. I have one today, by the way. Should be knowing I've got to go back in and have a cavity filled next week. At least, unlike the first time last year, the power didn't go out in the building while I was Waiting to get served. Anyway, back to the Labor Day weekend here, lecture at hand. I leave on Friday afternoon, and I say, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to lunch to start this holiday weekend. So about a mile or so from my work, there's this little substand. It's called the Submaker. Well, pre-COVID, I looked through Google Maps, their little profile. It used to be a small sit-down place, and it's not big at all. It's rather tiny. There's like a couple of tables and chairs and that's it. Well, in COVID times, it's become a glorified substand. And there was only one person ahead of me in line, but the longer I waited for my order to arrive, the lunchtime crowd 
made it their stop. They were just waiting around like I was. In case you're wondering what I had, I had a cheeseburger bacon six-inch sub. And god dang, it was good. I said, well, have lettuce, no tomatoes, fried onions, and put some chipotle mayo in there. Now, thankful now, thankfully, there's this little park nearby that I also wanted to go to. Because outdoor seating, there really isn't much. It's just a lone picnic table. And that's about it, really. But thankfully, there's this medium-sized little, I would say a pocket park right nearby. So I say, well, once I pick up my lunch, I'll go over to this park, sit down on the bench, you know, eat my lunch there. And then, well, it's rather a nice day. I'm going to go take a walk. So there you have it right there. Just took a little walk around the track. What my old friend Adam Parra would call a post-perennial perambulation. I think I walked over a mile on the day. Like you go the full track, it's two and a half miles. Didn't seem that long to me. I made it back to the car, went home, took it easy. And I tried to do the farmer's market bit on Saturday to close out the summer. I had stupidly thought that the Saratoga farmer's market was still in the parking lot outside the former Bonton at the Wilton Mall. Or what's left of it these days. Not very much, I'm sad to report. Then I found out nothing. No tents, just empty parking spaces. So, well, this sucks. That was dumb of me. I feel like a complete stoop. So I doubled back, trying to see if I could go on through town. Now, they moved back to High Rock Park because they opened this paid uh, multi-story parking garage near the city center. I figured, nah, I'm not going to spend the $1, however much it is, to go park in this garage. So I'm like, I can go another time. This coming Saturday is probably not going to be a good option. I'll tell you why that day has significance at the end of the show. So that's a tease, kids. So went grocery shopping in Balsam Spa, and that was it. Then I went to my friend Dave's house late that afternoon or this evening. Had a nice Labor Day picnic. Great to see the old gang again. Had a cheeseburger. Cooked corn on the cob. Saw some old friends there and... So one that I hadn't seen in a while. Now there's this gentleman named Ray, and he's a father. He's the lone father in the group. And he brought his daughter Bridget with him. 2020, 2021 has not been kind to Bridget. Thankfully she didn't get COVID, but she's going through way worse. I don't know how you can get worse than coronavirus, Delta variant, or whatever. But holy macaroni, she was confined to a wheelchair. She had a little knotty thing, like she was like Parkinson's or something. I think she had like cerebral palsy or something like that. And seeing that whole scene, especially the, the bull all of a sudden, because she got in quite the coughing fit. I thought to myself, I am lucky for my health, let me tell you. Oh, that was a rough scene. I don't know if it made the picnic any less enjoyable, but there you have it. I'm lucky I'm still up and walking and whatnot. Any day above ground is a good day, the old saying goes. Well, Sunday came. My dad and his companion had spent the first half of the holiday weekend in North Downs. They came back on Saturday. On Sunday, make one last visit to the track. Now, our original intent was to get the last giveaway on. They've been very parsed at Saratoga Racecourse with the giveaways recently. And I remember back in the 90s into the 2000s, virtually every Sunday, except Travers Day, the day after Travers Day, rather, they were giving away an item. You know, like T-shirts, the baseball caps, those were big draws. You would get crowds at the racetrack. You would be crawling over people for that sort of a thing. Well, 
We get there about at, sometime after 12 noon, and we're waiting in line to pay the admission to go into the track. And all of a sudden, all the there are these signs outside all of the well inside all the ticket booths rather. Hello, great inside the ticket booths, which we're seeing from the outside, obviously. These quickly went up and said, we've given away all the coupons for these fleece jackets. That's what they were giving away that day. And we're among the next in line to go pay and get in the track. And we're like, ah, oh, damn it. Ah, oh, we just missed out. Oh, that was the only run of bad luck that I had at the track. Thankfully, I had a great day. I won about $26.50 on $18 bets, so... I had almost a 50% return on investment. Not impressive, but hey, better than having an O for an opening day. I think I bet on, you know, we missed the first race, so missed the second, so we did third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Stayed for four races, got winners in three out of four of them. And if you want to count a fifth race, because for the first time, I bet on a race that was not held at a triple crown track like Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby, Preakness Stakes at Pimlico, Belmont Stakes at Belmont Park, or the Breers Cup World Championships. I bet on the fifth race at this track in Toronto, Canada called Woodbine. I figured, well, I'm going to get quite the payout. I did a win place $2. I bet a toonie, if you will, actually two American dollars on the number seven horse. And I thought, well, if I was in Canada, I got 11 bucks. So I was going to cash it in because the race was run in the run-up to the sixth race. And then the sixth race happened. I got a winner there. Had some horses charge up to the field. I was really feeling myself, man. I was on a real hot streak to close out the summer. Then I go cash the voucher in one of these self-service kiosks that you use if you don't want to go in front of a live teller. 11 bucks Canadian, $5.60. That's like half, man. I don't know. It's like, is the Canadian dollar stronger against the American dollar again? Like back in the day where... Your dollar would go farther north of the border. And you could actually travel up there and not worry about getting people sick. Oh, well. It was a great day all around. Nice way to close out the summer. Then Monday, Labor Day, had that off. Spent a good part of the day with my nephew, Hunter. Me, my dad, Nancy, all four of us. We were going to go to this diner in Mechanicville, but they're not open on Mondays anymore with staffing shortages and whatnot. The restaurant industry really taking it in the shorts. First with pandemic restrictions, forced to close or have to do takeout in order to survive or online orders. Now you got staffing shortages, a real bear. But never mind that, we went to a certain chain restaurant for lunch instead. Went inside during a tremendous rainstorm. Oh, it wasn't that bad, but it was enough to make the TVs at this restaurant get all wonky. Maybe because with direct TV and all that, yes, satellite dish. You know, the TV started getting a little, you know, eh. But we had a great lunch, and then all four of us sallied forth to this trampoline park in the mall. And this was more for the little bugger than anything else. So I said, well, I'm going to pass some of the time by going to this department store. And I got me some new duds for the fall season. But I did get one last summer piece of wardrobe, the summer stock. You know, these department stores, these retailers are trying to get rid of all that. And they're selling at real knockdown prices. I paid nine dollars for like this electric blue T-shirt. Where if it was a smaller size, I would have paid four bucks. Four bucks, Jerry. There you go. I got a hoodie, and I got another 
piece of clothing and undergarment, which I did not show both my dad and his companion, given where they were at the moment. I figured it wouldn't be appropriate. Read the room, you know what I'm saying. So that was it. About 3 o'clock, 3.30, we take the little bugger back to where my sister and brother-in-law live. And we had a nice dinner. It was quite the way to close out the summer of 2021. The end of summer can only mean one thing, and I'm going to get to it in just a little bit. Welcome back, everyone. You weren't gone that long. As I mentioned before, the end of summer can only mean one thing, and that's football, football, and you guessed it, football. Now, just like I do with Jason Sports Corner, if this isn't your thing, go ahead and fast forward to this segment. Now, for those of you who weren't listening last year, we had some new listeners. I want to say first up, welcome. Second, namaste. Third, listen up. This is a segment that I renamed the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week. Or why don't you name it previously? Back in 2018 and 2019, this was called the Super 6 Pigskin Picks, where I took six games from the weekend's college and NFL slate and gave you my predictions for same. Now, last year, we weren't sure about college football. It hadn't really been a thing what with COVID and whatnot. This was pre-vaccine, folks. So we weren't sure what the deal was. So we said, well, I'll just stick to the NFL this year. And I don't recall my record from last year. And, and I'm sure I did pretty good there. But now I'm only sticking to one game from either the NFL or the college slate if I don't find the NFL slate that appealing one week. You never know. But we're sticking with the NFL. It's the first week of the season. Getting ready to go all excited. Dallas and Tampa Bay will be kicking off pretty soon here as I record this. But that's not the game we're going to be picking. So with all that top of mind, I'm going to pick the game against the spread, by the way. Or I don't like the spread. I'll do the over-under. You never know week to week. So with all that out of the way, that confusing mess all done and dusted, and I'll give you the stone-cold lead pipe lock of the week, the first of the 2021 football season here we go. For my money, the marquee matchup of this first week of the NFL season is a clash between two AFC East teams, the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. On the New England side, they had Tom Brady, heard of him, as quarterback for what seemed like eons. And now he's in Tampa Bay, and he won another Super Bowl, so there you go right there. No harm, no foul to him, I guess. Last year, the Patriots had another familiar face at quarterback, Cam Newton, 
Unfortunately, a couple of weeks ago, the Patriots said, ah, we're good. You know, we don't need you anymore. And mysteriously released him. They had drafted this quarterback named Mac Jones, who played at the University of Alabama. So he's got that pedigree with Nick Saban. Winning all those college titles with the Crimson Tide. So they got him under center. And I'm sure he's going to have a great career, I guess. You never know with these rookies. Meanwhile, on the other hand, the Miami Dolphins, they have this quarterback by the name of Tua Tagovailoa. That's his name. Don't wear it out. And ironically enough, or coincidentally, he also played at Alabama, and he won college championships with the Crimson Tide. Nick Saban is his coach. So we got two great quarterbacks, one recently minted a rookie, and the one on his way to becoming a hardened veteran. This is going to be quite the game from the gambling perspective. As I record this, the line is New England Patriots minus three, but I'm not going to mess with the line. I'm actually going to take the over-under on this one. It's 43 and a half, and I'm going to take the over on this one. So to recap, two Alabama quarterbacks, one more recent than the other. I'm not going to mess with the line. I'm going to take the over 43 and a half points. This has been the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week, Week 1 Edition. And we'll just let the music play out from there. All right, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a bit of a coughing spasm. I'm glad that didn't come through here. Hopefully, things will calm down for the back half of this episode. I got a cough drop in my mouth, but I don't know how much good that's going to do. So we're going to quickly get to the pod shout-outs. The triumphant return of greetings from Allentown. Peter Winston came back from his Southwestern vacation, and he broke down an episode of WWF Superstars of Wrestling from August 22, 1987. And then GFA Live, that was still going. Probably had some episodes in the can while he was away. And it's another episode of WWF Superstars. Shortened the title, four years later almost. Episode aired July 20th, 1991. Sportscasters Steve Bennett took the week off of that. But he and Dave Rollins broke down SummerSlam 1991 and Hulk's participation in the main event in that wrestling show. The Break It Down Show with Pete A. Turner. More Afghanistan talk, unfortunately. Pete A. Turner got to speak about that yet again. Grant Martin and Xander Bullock also talked about it. But it wasn't all doom and gloom on that front. Jack Devine, master spy. A little spy talk there to spice things up on that front. And then the Laurel Littles podcast, Chuck and Roxy talked to Brian Markowitz and Brian Becker, B-E-C-H-E-R. I knew a Brian Becker, but this was certainly not him. So check those podcasts out as far as this little dog and pony show goes. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or your podcaster of choice. And also check out my sister podcast, CR Crime, Tales of True Crime, as they happen in New York's capital region. By the time this drops, there will be an episode in the works commemorating the 50th anniversary of the prison riot at Attica. So be prepared to check that one out. It won't be one of those multi-part series, I assure you. So forgive me, like I said, I coughed out my mouth. That's what you're hearing right now. Forgive me on that. But anyway, if your podcatcher has rating and or review capabilities, give me a five-star rating and a good write-up and be a dear about that, please, and thank you in advance. 
I hate to bring down the mood at the end and on a sad note, but the topic of my One More Thing segment to close out this episode has to deal with the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks on this great country, the United States of America, on that dreadful day, September 11th, 2001. I've done this as a bit of a tradition for the last four years, and now it's going to be five now where I was on that dreadful day. On the morning of 9-11, I was a student at Castle and State College, well, Castle and University nowadays, and I had no idea what was going on. It was just a normal day. Uh, I had no classes that morning. My only one was going to be the intro to communication course I would take about mid-afternoon. Well, I go off and do some stuff, have breakfast, one thing or another like that. Then I turn on the television about, oh, 10.30. I found out that there had been an attack on the World Trade Center in New York City. Both the towers had gone down. At 8.46 in the morning, you know, one plane hit the first tower and then another plane hit the tower at the second tower a little while after that. And it was just all sad. Then another plane hit the Pentagon and then there was, I think another plane was headed for the White House, but it went to this field in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania. And 93, Flight 93, I believe it was, all aboard kill on that whole deal. It was a day that changed this nation and the world forever. You thought coronavirus did. Well, this certainly did, too. One of those earth-shattering events. That and the coronavirus pandemic certainly altering how we live. I think more so compared to the pandemic, but never mind. Well, out of tragedy comes hope. And all the endless news coverage it's seen from the attacks and I got to see this country come together in ways I never knew were possible and looking back on the whole experience I wish we get back to that those days again in one sort or another unite over common cause and how New York responded was nothing short of amazing Rudy Giuliani now an infamous figure This is how he made his name. He was mayor of New York City, and all of a sudden, his city becomes the epicenter of this whole earth-shattering thing that happens. And now he's out there. George W. Bush enjoyed a brief moment of popularity after all that. His star would wane in the intervening years. And I thought, well, in the immediate aftermath, like, what are we going to do? Like, classes were canceled effectively on the CU campus and then the next day we try to chug along as business as usual though it was anything but it's all everybody and anybody ever wanted to talk about and I remember the Friday after the attack this is three days later before I go off the wind on someone which I was taking on a club basis there was this little gathering outside of Woodruff Hall Martha Farmer who was then the Castleton College president led us all in a singing of, I believe it was America the Beautiful, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there you go right there. This, um, this female acquaintance, this tall redhead named Tara, just told me how awful everything was that had just happened three days previous. And then I, I think it was Thursday night, I called my parents and said, listen, I know Dad was frantic about 
He was leaving voicemail making sure I was okay, the concerned parent. I'm up here in Vermont. I'm like, I'm safe, but oh boy, what a tragedy. And there you go. So I wound up going home and spending the weekend with him. I wasn't sure what to do. I figured go back home in more, you know, more familiar surroundings and spend the weekend with them and go back the following Sunday. So there you have it right there. You know, sports came back. They took the rest of the week off. You know, Major League Baseball, then the college football, the NFL, NASCAR, all that sort of thing. I missed that. You thought I missed it during the pandemic. I missed that when I was going through with 9-11 and all that. A classmate from high school, his father died in the Twin Towers. It should be noted. Now you have 9-11 memorials all over the United States. There's one up in Saratoga. Caused some controversy before it was unveiled. But there it is at High Rock Park. There's one in Troy, to the best of my knowledge. And the one in Saratoga, it was like made from metal from the wreckage of the World Trade Center after it was attacked. So all I want to say is 9-11 changed the world. And for a brief moment, it brought out the best in Americans. And as somebody who lived through all that, and I'm certainly not alone in that regard... 20 years on, my wish is that we could reclaim even the tiniest bit of that. If I could, if we all could, I'd be happy. I'd truly be, as the saying goes, rather cliche, is proud to be an American. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless America. God bless you all. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.